everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. Really happy to be joined on this chat by Justin McCarthy of Strong DM. Hey, Justin, welcome to DevOps chat. Hey, Alan, thanks. Pleasure to have you on here, Justin. You know, as we were talking a little bit off, off mic, I don't know if we've introduced our media ops community, meaning DevOps and Security Boulevard Container Journal. We haven't introduced Strong DM to them before. So why don't we start with that, Justin? And if you wouldn't mind in telling the story, talk about a little bit about your own personal journey. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, all right. So first, uh, I, I guess I'll just uh, briefly just introduce myself. So I'm the co-founder and CTO of Strong DM. And the, uh, and, the, and the product is actually, um, uh, Strongium itself is, uh, is the best way to manage and audit remote access to your servers and databases um, and re really uh, uh, even Kubernetes clusters. Um, so that's, that's what we focus on. We are a remote access uh, product. Um, and the way, uh, the way we came to it is basically just a sort of typical startup story. Um, uh, we've been around for five years now. Um, and uh, and at the beginning, it was it was scratching an itch, just like so many other infrastructure and DevOps products out there. Um, so in my career, um, I'd always been involved in growing the teams that that built the product. And inevitably, when you build a product, uh, and when you when you ship, and when you have production data, you need to grant access to it, to analyze it. You need to grant access to it to administer it, to debug it. Um, uh, and that process uh, always felt uh, always felt a little bit. Uh, somewhere between uh, inconvenient and scary, right? <laughs> um, and so, uh, so basically, strong DM, yeah, is, is is the response to all all those feelings of uh, that it, that it wasn't it wasn't quite as smooth as it could be, it wasn't quite as safe as it as it could be. Excellent, excellent. And you mentioned the company's around now about five years. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, all right, let, let's talk about. And you're right; a lot of companies do grow out of you know, one particular scratch to itch. And, and I've done a, my share of startups over the last 25 years. And what, what generally happens is you find out that that particular itch may have associated itches, right? And there's, there's uh, ancillary things. Well, once I scratch that itch, the next itch pops up, right? To, to paraphrase like uh, the Phoenix Project or something and bottlenecks and the goal. Talk to us, what, what's the itch? And then what have you guys found over the five years about kind of getting to that itch and, and associated itches? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so at, at the core, the, the, the technical approach that our product takes is a, we are an identity aware proxy, okay? And uh, the first application of that was uh, for database access. Um, so that's where we started, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, at the beginning of time, we thought maybe that was all there was to it. Um, but as we, uh, as no, we, hold on a second, though. yeah, sure. So an identity aware uh, proxy primarily for databases for some of our, our security audience, well, actually our DevOps audience probably gets that some of our security folks do, but break it down for me, Justin, what exactly do you mean by that? Sure thing. 
Um, so this is a uh, this is an architecture that um, I think a lot of folks might know as, as zero trust. A lot of folks yeah. might know as Beyond Corp. Um, and there are a lot of examples of, of it out there in sort of an HTTP only uh, case. Um, when we originally conceived of and built the product, uh, it was kind of even prior to a lot of that uh, um, uh, nomenclature existing. Uh, so what, it, what an identity aware proxy is, is it is a proxy for uh, you know, a given type of service. Um, let's, let's continue to use databases as the example. So uh, if somebody needs to interact with a Postgres database or a Microsoft SQL Server database, um, so let's say Alan needs to you know, uh, connect your local copy of Tableau to one of those systems, right? So Alan would log into StrongDM and then StrongDM would then conduct all of the traffic essentially forward to the target systems. Um, and the identity where aspect is uh, that essentially we know it's Alan the whole time and we're proxying that traffic and we're handling uh, essentially all of the routing of that traffic. Right. And what's interesting about that is that um, uh, you kind of get a, a lot of the um, sort of, you, you get a, uh, a separation of sort of Alan's identity from, you know, the credentialing of the underlying systems. You can actually credential that separately, which means you can rotate the under, underlying credentials without bothering Alan. Now, in and of itself, can that be a security kind of setting up a kind of almost man in the middle type of situation? Yeah, so in a, in a lot of enterprise environments, you you at some point you have to answer the question: How are we going to audit this particular traffic stream, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so there are there are also a lot of products out there that are dedicated to, for example, breaking TLS, um, right? Being the man, in, being the official man in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, so our our product has an element of that built in, um, although it's not uh, a generic uh, TLS breaker. It, what it is is a um, it's a protocol specific um, way to answer the question, you know, given a, given a MySQL database session, what would you want to know about what Alan did yesterday? And so our product is focused on extracting that kind of rich information about what Alan did yesterday with respect to, uh, you know, this MySQL connection. Sure. Great. Great. Now, why, what, what made databases sort of uh you know, the prime example of where to use this. So it's the first use case. Yeah, it was the first use case, um, uh, largely because again, we were, we were, we were scratching our own itch. So it was, uh, <laughs> so that was, that was the one that I most often yeah. encountered, uh, okay. you know, can I, and, and, and the, and the appeal is it's phrased as, you know, uh, can I, can I please have access to this because I need to debug X, right? And uh, and and that always whoever is saying yes or maybe or no to that request, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of like, you know, hope and trust that you're, when you say yes, it's going to be okay. Um, so what our product does is it takes all that so those, those sort of emotions around that event <laughs> and tries to give you an answer for how to how you make that convenient, how you make that safe for everyone. Excellent, man. Good. All right. So first ditch is the database. And, and we, we figure that out and go from there, Justin. Sure. Um, so, uh, so as I'm sure, um, as you find with many products, you know, uh, um, you know, why, why, why adopt 10 different products when you can get your, your existing vendor to do one more thing for you and then maybe, maybe reduce uh, <laughs> and concentrate uh, more of your attention on one tool. And, and our, so our, mm -hmm. that's where our customers pushed us. And so the next um, very strong demand that we saw was now that, 
you know, all of our um, data systems are, are granted and, and revoked access through StrongDM. Um, uh, could you also begin to do some of the interactive session and shell-based um, protocols? Uh, so the first two there were obviously SSH and Windows Remote Desktop. Um, so that's that's where we went next. And the theme, if you if you can sort of imagine it, is um, you know everyone in my org that maybe has engineer in their title or even analyst or scientist, um, essentially all all of those folks, um, they need more than just web pages to do their job, right? And and so if it were just web pages, then you know existing single sign on would work great, right? Um, but since it's more than that, it's deeper than that. Um, it's really that whole collection of use cases that um, that our customers began asking us to take on. Excellent, good stuff. And so let, let's talk a little bit about. So how is this sort of SaaS distributed as a SaaS kind of thing, or you know, web-based kind of interface? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I, I would say we are we are neither traditional SaaS nor traditional on-prem. Uh, so in terms of how the product deploys, um, our customers end up running a bunch of it, um, but not all of it. So, um, so with any uh, with any system that involves uh, credentials, any system that involves cryptography, um, uh, operating it successfully and carefully is is actually a huge part of getting it right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we've tried to do is we've tried to um, unify the sort of operation and configuration. So if you think of it like the centralizing the policies, centralizing the key management. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the part that we host. Uh, but the part that actually runs the proxies and therefore, you know, essentially the, the actual conduits for all the data that runs entirely in customer environments. And, and what kind of environment are you talking about? Yeah, so I, I would say our average customer, uh, the answer is like several. <laughs> uh, so there, there are very few environments where, um, where you have just one cloud, um, where you have just one, you know, on-prem data center. Uh, so it, so it ends up, it ends up actually being several. Um, and so that's another um, strength of our uh, architecture and our approach is that we're our, our product from from day zero was designed with that in mind. Um, so you can run our proxies in Azure and and in AWS and in your existing legacy data center. They all unify into one sort of access plane, and um, and it doesn't matter the product you you you're the same grant access gesture applies to all of those environments. Okay, very cool, very cool. And let let you know. From what you're describing, to me, it doesn't really make a difference whether I'm a, you know, a, 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 a cloud native company, let's call it, right, or maybe an old line company that you know had my database running in the closet, right? I, in this this kind of I, you know, identity by proxy is still a something I could utilize to make my life easier. Yeah, absolutely, and and of course we would <laughs> we would we would hope that it it, uh, it it's especially um, suited to a hybrid environment like that, um, because the ability to from an end user point of view from one of your data scientists, um, you know they they just know the three logical things they need to access to do their job. They definitely don't care what cloud it's hosted in. They don't care what data center it's hosted in. But from the point of view of that end user, it just looks like one thing. Okay, now let's. Let's look at it from the lens of uh, COVID, which we kind of always have to look at everything today through this lens. Um, it seems like this would be a, a help 
right? If if I just <laughs> had to move my whole workforce home, you know, remote. How what 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 do you guys been seeing on that? Yeah, I think our our our, our story there is is pretty similar to what a lot of uh, companies that are that are part of the sort of next generation of 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 it and and uh we're, we're sort of seeing the same trend that everybody else uh more more people moving remote uh therefore any remote access uh products are are there's a lot more interest at the moment so um uh so we we were always about uh granting access remotely um uh it was always a workforce that was going to be distributed that's that's that was our typical customer anyway um so it's it's definitely uh the same theme but just more um, than we were seeing pre-COVID. Excellent, man. Now, one thing I, it was funny, I just had a conversation with a, another company in the IDM space, kind of in like an AD, directory as a service, let's call it. Um, and, and this popped up. With the, with the people working from home, with the explosion of, of how many apps and SaaS services you know, we're all um, accessing right now. It's great to be able to have like just a single proxy, if you will. So I only have to worry about really going once and then on the back end, it connects to all of these services, let's call them, or apps. And so from my point of view, that's a great thing. From your point of view, Justin, right now, you've got to hook into all of these different new apps and services. How do you do that? Is that like via API? Is it a one-off for everyone you got to go into? You know, what what what's involved there if I bring you, you know, some app you guys haven't encountered before? Yep, sure. So um, so I do there there is an important distinction here. Um, there's a there's a generation and category of products that um, you might you might call them uh, cloud brokers, right? So cloud access security right. brokers, uh, that 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 category, um, where you have a workforce that you know needs to access Salesforce, needs to access another SaaS application. Um, we we consider that sort of part of the market to be um, something that's necessary, but not our not our not specialty. Your yeah. So our, our specialty is, again, it's that staff where there's probably engineer or somehow technical, there's a technical name in their role somewhere. Right. And they need access to things that aren't web pages. No, um, no, and so and so for that, yeah. um, the, the procedure is, hey, uh, I've got this maybe, let's say, even legacy database, or I've got this uh, type of uh, terminal access that we do. Um, that you know, let's let's say we've got you know we've got a lot of machines that are connected via VNC or something. So uh, so and and let's say that's not on our official supported protocols list yet. Um, it's as simple as we do an intake. Uh, we understand the protocol. We add it to the product. That's it. Okay. So that you guys do that. I don't do that myself. I don't have to like kind of write to an API or something and. Yeah, no, exactly. Any 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 system that that feels like a any sort of client server uh, uh, access paradigm, uh, we can we can model it in our uh, essentially in our platform, uh, and then begin granting access to it. Okay. Right. Almost out of time, Justin. One more area I wanted to hit on this one though, and that is talk to me about what um, to set up here, right? Whether whether I'm doing it on the cloud. Um, a little of both. How 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 big a job is it to get this thing up and running? 
yeah so we we also of course have uh have the advantage of like I, like i said we're we're five years old but that means we're only five years old so <laughs> uh so we knew it had to be easy right mm-hmm. um uh yep so uh so yeah the 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 act of deploying our proxies um is essentially roughly turning it on um because what then the proxies do is they take over for example um topics like discovery so they they discover what host names they can access and they begin exposing it back to it in the administrative console um so that's so that's the one aspect that you know deploying it is pretty much turning on the software um, additionally, because so many of our customers uh, rely heavily on automation for their DevOps, um, uh, another way to think of it is if you already have, uh, if you already have a, a great Terraform setup that you're happy with, you have a great CloudFormation setup that you're happy with, um, we are going to integrate natively with that setup as well. Um, so it's going to be your, your essentially the overlay, your proxy overlay on your existing infrastructure is going to go in and it's going to feel it's going to feel exactly like anything else that you're familiar with deploying via yeah, Terraform or inside your Kubernetes cluster, for example. Perfect, man. All good stuff. Justin, I promised you we're going to do 15 minutes, but I, I blew it. Um, but not too bad. We're not too bad. But we're going to have you back on. This is going to be a little bit of a continuing series, right? So look forward to our next conversation. You know what I realized? We didn't even mention the website, though. For, so for people who want more information, it's strongdm, S-T-R-O-N-G-D-M dot com, right? Yep. And, and they can get, uh, if they want to go check stuff out there. Um, and we'll have you back on real soon to continue this, man. Sounds great. Great. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Alan. All right. Justin McCarthy, CPO, co-founder of Strong DM, uh, Strong DM excuse me, here on DevOps Chat. Hey, this is Alan Chimmel, and you just listened to another DevOps chat.